1: speaker uh, for some of use no stranger uh, she's no stranger to you uh, dr. Virginia Ward is the assistant uh, dean at Gordon Theological Seminary particularly the, uh, the uh, Boston campus uh, she's also an expert in youth ministry uh, I was I was going through a book called uh, Growing Young. Very, um, very uh, wonderful, a lot of research done by, I believe it's Fuller, Gos- Fuller uh, Theological Seminary. Was it Fuller? Yep. And I'm you know, going through the book. And all of a sudden, and we talked to our expert, uh, Virginia Ward. I said, wait a minute, I know her. Uh, and so. Um, uh, I couldn't think of a better person to speak on my 60th birthday. And the reason why is because she has a very powerful prophetic anointing. You can say, how powerful is that? Before I had children, before I had children, she was the first one to regularly call me bishop. And here we are now, over 30 years later. And uh, I can't say enough I can't say enough about, uh, her and her husband, uh, uh, Bishop Larry Ward, who's, you know, he's been a lifelong friend. Uh, actually, uh, Dr. Virginia, we, we we found out we were related. Uh, in fact, I didn't I didn't meet her until she was about 20. And how I met her is that my brother was going to Northeastern with her. And they were, I think they were in the same year, her, um, my brother Michael Clark. They were all at Northeastern, and, and they're talking. And all of a sudden, they started saying, "Wait a minute!" And then, and then realized that she's a Brewster. She is actually uh, Brother Paul's niece, and she likes Brother Paul so much that she named her first son Paul. Uh, so, so, thank you, Brother Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the moral story is that you need to be careful when you you know marry anybody around here, because you could be. Yeah. <laughs> could be marrying your cousin or something uh, that, that, anyways I could say something but it will get me in trouble uh, don't know where this is going uh, <laughs> uh, but I just want you to stand and um, please welcome to our pulpit one again, once again Reverend Dr. Virginia Dorcas Maxwell Ward. (laughs) Well,
0: good morning. Good morning. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I bring honor from my husband, Bishop Larry Ward. The only person that could get me out of my church on the first sunday of the year is my friend Bishop Brian Craig Green when he texted me and said would you speak i was like it's first sunday of the year so he paused a minute and then he texted me back and said it's my birthday <laughs> what's a friend to do (laughs) then he texts back it's my 60th birthday (laughs) and I said okay I cannot deny my friend this morning I have an assignment and to my lady elder Carmen who's also a friend good morning (laughs) can't leave out the first lady I have an assignment today initially when I was coming and agreed to come, I said, okay, great, I'll do this big PowerPoint thing and teach. And the Lord said, no, 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 no. I want you to have a conversation with Pentecostal Tabernacle. In fact, I really want you to have a conversation with Brian, I mean no disrespect when I leave the title out from time to time. I will include the title. But I need to have a conversation with my friend, Brian Craig Green. And we will do this in a public space. And we will also have a conversation with the bishop pastor, Brian C. Green, and then we will have a conversation with Pentecostal Tabernacle and all of those that are here, whether you're a member here or friend here or guest, it doesn't matter. You are here today, so this conversation, you are a part of this conversation, is that all right? Yes. Um, we're having a conversation today, is that all right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. No, stay. Stay right there. Stay right there. I, that was for you. <laughs> for those of you that were here for the sound check earlier, you know what that's about. Ah, Hallelujah. Bishop, I'll explain it to you later. (laughs) Never ask somebody who moves prophetically a question that you don't want an answer to. Never ask someone who's a prayer warrior a question that you don't want an answer to. Because God shows us things and we will tell you. Sound check or not? Bless the Lord. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, go to the Book of John, chapter 15, and it will also appear for you, for you on the screen. John, chapter 15. I'm on assignment today. You can keep playing. You can keep playing. I'm on assignment today. This is an assignment, and it's a conversation. So, as um, Elder Roy talked earlier, that you know, when you, when in the old school days when they took communion, they kind of rested and they kind of, as we talk about, lean back. Some of y'all might be too young for that. But you kind of lean. I want you to just kind of relax and to just lean into this conversation. So come on, get comfortable where you are. Just get comfortable. Now come on, just lean a little bit towards your neighbor. Just come on, lean, just lean, just lean. Uh, They didn't receive you. Come on, get your other neighbor. Come on, just lean a little bit. Come on, come on, come on. Lean a little bit, lean a little bit. There you go. There you go, it's all right, it's all right. They still love you, it's all right, it's all right. I know we like our space, I know we like our space. But this is a conversation. And with certain conversations, you have to literally lean in for you to hear. And this is that kind of a morning, this is that kind of a day. So we're reading in the book of John chapter 15, one of the beloved disciples of Jesus and we're starting at verse nine. And I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. And it reads as such. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Somebody say, full. full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you, that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. today is such a special day. Bishop Brian Craig Green turning 60. See, back in the day, when a special occasion like this occurred, you would have to read about it in the society pages of the newspaper. And it would take time for you to get this information, so if Bishop, since Bishop knew he was turning 60 on January 6th, back in December, his mom would have sent a notice to the newspaper, it would have been printed, there would have been an elegant photo, handsome photo of him in the paper, and everyone would have known all over that there was a special occasion occurring on January 6th that the Bishop, Brian Craig Green, turned 60. And people would have celebrated and they would have sent him notices. But today, we don't need the society page. We have something called Facebook. And on Facebook, and you can show this next slide, on Facebook, there is a way for you to update your status. And some people, when you see their Facebook pages, their their status is always changing. It's like, okay, you were engaged last month. You're doing this again? you were, you got married, or you were single, you divorced, and, and people, some people use Facebook as, instead of telling it to people, they, it's like, here we go, I'm just going to just strip it all off and tell you everything. That's the place now where most of us go, where we look for those notifications so that we can know the relationship status has changed. Well, Pentecostal Tabernacle and Bishop Brian Craig Green, I'm here to announce something today. That your relationship status with Bishop Brian Craig Green has been upgraded. Can you say upgraded? Upgraded. Oh, you need to say it like you mean it. Can you say upgraded? Upgraded. Every time in the sermon when I say your relationship status is, I expect to hear. Upgraded. I wish you said it like you meant it. You need to look at somebody. Look at somebody. Come on, look them in the eye. Say, I have been, I have been upgraded. upgraded. Try somebody else. Say, I have been, I have been upgraded. upgraded. Bishop Brian Craig Green, you have been upgraded. But it doesn't stop there. Pentecostal Tabernacle or anyone here under the sound of my voice, you have been upgraded in fact the worship team oh my your songs were just all up in it your songs in fact this upgrade although it's been declared it has already happened some of you are feeling this angst you're trying to figure out what has happened what's going on The it's because the upgrade already exists you haven't stepped into it yet And today I'm calling you. The invitation is already out there. So today I am calling you into the upgrade. Jesus here in this passage, he is upgrading his disciples. You're good. You can stay there, but you're good. Um, Jesus is talking to his disciples. As we heard earlier, we had communion. Jesus already was in the upper room with his disciples. They already had the last supper. He is preparing to die. He is preparing to go to a new place. He is preparing his disciples for the place that not only he is going, but where they are going. He's preparing. This discourse takes place after that upper room space, and he's still talking to them. And he says, you know what? I'm reminding you, love one another. He brings them back to the foundation stone of love. He says, come back, come, come, bring it on back, bring it on back. Something is about to come your way, and I need to remind you, love is the foundation stone. And he says, and you know what, you know what, I need to tell you something else. That our relationship is about to change. I like the King James because it says henceforth. So the henceforth means as of right now, beginning right now. Somebody say now. <laughs> now. Beginning right now, our relationship has changed. You have looked at me as the master. You have looked at me as the one who gives you, who provides for you, and you do whatever I ask you to do. And he says to them, I am no longer calling you a servant. You are no longer that type of disciple that says, y'all, some of you may have seen Coming to America. There's a scene in Coming to America that I love. So they picked, his father has picked Eddie Murphy's wife. And she comes in and she's beautiful. And he says, can I speak with her for a moment? And so they go and have a conversation. And he asked her, I want to find out if you have a brain. Ladies, think about this. The brother wanted to know if the sister had a brain. So he said to her, I want to know what you like. And he said, what do you like? She said, master, from the foundation, since I was born, I was trained to like whatever you like. (laughs) And he said, no, 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 no. I know what I like. But what do you like? And her response was again, whatever you like. That's the mindset of a servant or a slave. Up until this point, Pentecostal tabernacle, you have done whatever Bishop Brian Craig Green has asked you to do. Some of you have done it without thinking and processing it. Whatever he likes. But henceforth, I call you no more servants. You are now friends. The relationship has been Oh, some of you all are still awake. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Henceforth, Jesus tells them, You have left the whatever you like state, and now you've moved to a place because all that the Father has made known unto me, I am making known unto you. I'm teaching you the strategies I'm teaching you what God is saying and what what that looks like so that you can interpret and you can process and how does that take place how did Jesus invite his disciples to know all of what the father has taken place something that your bishop has done very well also through prayer. As they spent, he took them to the garden of Gethsemane. And if you've never been to Israel, I would invite you to come and to see it in the garden where he he knelt, where he wept, where he said, God, not my will, but your will be done. In the current garden of Gethsemane, there are old, old tree barks. They look dead, but there are living things growing out of them. It continues because that is the place where Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. He found the Father's will and he went after it. He became a friend of God because he obeyed what the Father said. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will do what I ask of you. Not as a servant, but as a friend. I'm nervous now because the word friend has been watered down. Love social media, but we, today, a lot of our terminology has changed. It's been watered down. So we think we're friends just because you get to connect with me on Facebook. Oh, no. See what you may not know about your Bishop Brian Craig Green is we've had several conversations on friendships and we've been very disappointed over some friendships and been overjoyed over some friendships that our standard is here. The standard for friendship is here. See when Jesus is saying to them you're my friends he's saying you know what it means to be loyal. Do we even know what loyalty is today? (laughs) Loyalty means being faithful to something, when it's good, when it's bad, whether you feel like it or not. Loyal. We used to have brand loyalty. I only buy cream of wheat. I won't buy anything else. There's certain kind of oatmeal. I only buy Quaker oats. There's certain brand loyalty. We don't have that anymore. People looking for something cheaper, something quicker in friendships and in relationship loyalty is key even if you can't be there you say i'm sorry i can't make it i still love you boo but i can't make it see that's what a friend does a servant or slave goes somebody else will fill in i don't need to tell them i ain't coming You are no more servants. You are friends because your relationship status has been See, if I was one of the disciples, I might have had some issues with Jesus at that point. Because he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. If you love me, you will do what I say. Then he says, from now on, you're my friend. I said, hold up, hold up, Jesus. I'm still back here on keeping your commandments. I'm still back here on deciding whether or not I'm really going to do what you say. I'm still wrestling with this Savior versus Lord. I'm still wrestling with I've come to Jesus and I've surrendered and I've cried and I've snotted at the altar. But Lord, do I really want to do what you've asked of me to do? And now you're saying I'm a friend? Now you want to give me information? Now you want me to do things? Ooh, Lord, I I, I don't know. That's a little bit too much for me, Jesus. And he says, I call you friend. A friend is someone where there's mutual intimacy. You ever had a friend where they think they're closer to you than they really are? (laughs) You're like, you don't know me that well. I don't know you that well. You have not entered into that realm of friendship, of that type of relationship. We're still back here at Acquaintances, really. Jesus says, no, 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 no. Make no mistake. I'm upgrading you into a new place. And as a friend, you get to do. Somebody say, do. Do. You get to do. As a friend, I chose you. See, back in the day, to be a disciple, you would look to say, okay, who do I want to follow? Ooh, I like Bishop. I'm going to follow him. But Jesus breaks that trend and says, uh uh, you you can follow me if you want, like on Facebook, but I might unsubscribe, I might unfollow you, I might block you. Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm choosing you. And when I choose you, I ordain you. I strengthen you. I equip you to do something. I don't choose you just to sit here and look handsome or look cute. I'm choosing you to be on mission. I'm choosing you because there's something that the kingdom of God has need of from you. Pentecostal tabernacle. You are friends. Your relationship has been? Because there's something God wants from you individually and from this body collectively. The city has need of some friends. This region has need of some friends. I don't know how many countries are sitting here represented, but the nations have need of some friends people who are going to do the will of the Lord, do his commandment, follow what he says and be on mission, individually and collectively. So what is a friend? We go back to that again. So not only is there an intimate relationship, there is an assignment of a mission. After the assignment of the mission, there is an accomplishment of that mission. Jesus, again, is about to leave them. And he wants to make sure what he has started will be finished. So he's placing this mission into the hands of people who he now calls friends. Well, let's look at some of those friends. Because I don't know about you, I've had some friendships, I've had some relationships that have not gone so well. I guess I'm the only one I've had some friends some people I'll just look at Bishop Brian Craig who I have let intimately into my life who have disappointed me who have hurt me so bad I need five generations blessing generations to get over that hurt I had to keep going back take it to the father father help me take it to the father father help me And yet, we're all called to walk in Psalm 15, he who swears to his own hurt and doesn't change. There are friends that even Jesus had around him. Let's start with the one who disappointed the most, Judas. Judas was the one among the ones who was upgraded. He was there when Jesus said, I don't call you a servant anymore, I call you a friend. Judas. Jesus knew from the beginning someone's going to betray me. And the disciples says, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? No, it's the one who I kiss. You don't just kiss anybody. At least I hope you don't just run around kissing me. Jesus leans over and This friend that I've just upgraded, saw me intimately, walked with me intimately, is going to betray me. And Jesus kissed him anyway. Jesus knew, Bishop Brian Craig Green, that Judas was going to do evil. Judas was actually fulfilling his purpose and Jesus led him. He's the son of God. Jesus could have stopped him and said, Judas, now, now, I don't think you want to do that. But he'd been upgraded. So his mission, he had to fulfill his mission, even if it took him out of the will of being with Jesus. But he was still a part of the will of God. Bishop Craig Greed, there are some people, Bishop Brian, that you just need to and let them fulfill their purpose. Some of you here, he may. I know what God is saying, but I feel like I should, I feel, I feel, I feel I should do this. Don't blame Bishop, don't blame the church. Fulfill your mission. I don't want to leave you with Judas. We're just going to stay there for a moment because some of you are going, oof. Because you've all had a Judas or two in your life, someone who you poured into. And sometimes it's hard when that Judas... Is someone that you're related to all you're trying to do is help them and they hurt so even though Judas had been upgraded he needed to fulfill his mission let's move from Judas let's go to Thomas I think Thomas gets a bad rap sometimes we call him doubting Thomas Thomas had one moment And for some reason, we want to carry that moment forever. It was one moment, and it really wasn't a bad moment. He had one moment. And let's dissect what Thomas said. Thomas said, when the disciples and people came back and said, Jesus is alive, he's risen just like he said. We are going to see the government. We are going to see these things happen that Jesus said. Thomas said, look, (laughs) y'all. Do you not see us all stuck up here in this room? Do you not understand that we could die? Do you not understand what has happened here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to believe it until I touch. Yes. So Bishop Brian Craig Green, there are some people who need to touch. And we think of touch as just the physical, I put my hand to him. but. That's a little bit more. It's little, that degrades what they need. There are some people who need an impartation from you. Thomas, when he touched, there was an impartation of faith where he could believe and went, ah. Some of you are just waiting for an impartation. You do believe, you know what the word says, but there's another impartation of faith that you need from Bishop Brian Craig Green. When you get it, be like Thomas. Once he got it, he was on mission. He was ready to go, so let's give the brother some credit and let's stop calling him Doubting Thomas. He was on point after that. He just had that one moment. Have you ever had that one moment? Were you questioned? Were you weren't sure? What if somebody discounted you and threw you off for the rest of your life just because of one moment? And he was a disciple. I'm not talking about somebody who didn't know Jesus. He knew Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He saw the miracles. He participated in the miracles. Thomas just needed an impartation. Lest you think I've forgotten about my sisters, let's talk about Mary Magdalene. I like Mary Magdalene. She has some issues. She has some attitudes. She has some things going on. I can relate to that. Mary Magdalene followed Jesus while he was alive. She was delivered from her issues. And then when he was dead, she ran to the tomb and she didn't see him and she was weeping and she Sneaks a peek, looks into the tomb, and sees two angels. And she's like, "Where is? She, where have they taken my Lord? Because it was just the grave clothes. She didn't see anyone. She's, "Where is? Where? Where has he gone? She was a part of the group when Jesus said, "Your relationship status has been. Uh-huh. And she was wondering, "Where did Jesus go? As she turns, Jesus appears. She thinks he's a gardener. She doesn't recognize who Jesus is in that moment. And she says, sir, if you know where they've laid my Jesus, can you tell me? He turns to her and calls her by name, Mary. When she hears her name, she recognizes who he is. Bishop Brian Craig Green, there are some people that you need to call by name. And I don't mean just calling Vera. You need to say Vera the intercessor. You need to call them. And as the word came earlier, call some of them again. Because some of them you've called already. And they've gone their own way. And they're so distracted by life Mary at that point was like man everything's just gone she's preparing for death and Jesus was calling her to life I'm alive and I'm here do you not see that I'm here you have to call them by name Pentecostal Tabernacle Bishop Brian Craig Green is going to ask you your name he does very well with names he does very well with names. Me, please, don't, don't get offended if I call you somebody else's name. My son stopped bringing their girlfriends home for a while. <laughs> Y'all know where that story's going, right? I called one lady somebody else's name. Who that? Who that? Your mother don't know who I am? And I just, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I butchered names. And she's like, oh, no, he must be. an. She was done after that. and I said, all right. She... Your bishop makes an effort to know your name. And not only does he know your name, because he's praying for you by name, he knows your nature. God shows him things. When he calls you, move on mission move when he calls your name move but lest you think it's all about Mary and Judas and Thomas I want to take you to one of my other favorite people in the Bible Peter any hotheads in the room would you admit you a hothead thank you my sister in the back thank you thank you those of us that are a little impulsive Those of us sometimes we speak before we really know what's happening. Those of us that like to fight, ooh, we look for a fight. Come on, bring it. Just bring it. I got you and your mama. Bring it. We'll pick a fight if there ain't no fight, because it's like, come on. Peter. Peter messed up. Peter did some crazy things in God. But Jesus, as Bishop Brian Craig Green, Jesus brought Peter back and welcomed him. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Bishop You got some Peters in here that have messed up royally, and you have to call them back and loose them on mission. Peter turned the world right side up. But can you imagine, after denying Jesus, that awkward space when Jesus invited him in and said, come sit by the fire, have some fish, bro. Come back to the original mission that I called you to before you denied me. Three times. Come back. I called you a fisher of men. Now I brought you back to the fish right here so you don't forget. There are some people sitting right here. Just look forward so he don't know who you are. There are some people sitting right in this place who have messed up royally. And you get to call them back. And God's gonna use that hot-headed nature of them, of theirs, to do things in the supernatural that others who are afraid to go, they're not gonna be afraid to go. And all you Peters in the room. All you Peters in the room. Looking straight ahead, so I don't see (laughs) him. All you Peters in the room, I'm looking down each area. Because Peters, we like to hide. And we will live in a frustrated space. Cause we're not on purpose and so we take our frustrations out on people and things around us all you Peters in the room that have gotten off of mission for whatever reason maybe it wasn't your fault and maybe it was get back on mission all you Peters even if you're downstairs and I can't look you in your eye directly all you Peters Under the sound of my voice get back on mission God has need of you you haven't messed up that bad yeah you messed up it's okay you made some wrong decisions it's okay repent come on back Peter we need you come on back Peter we need you in your position in your place Peter we need you Peter Your relationship status has been. Bishop Brian Craig Green. Please stand. I'm here for you. You can sit again in a minute. Those are just examples of some of the disciples. I don't know who else all is in this room in your congregation. Because you have been upgraded, they have to be upgraded. They have to be released to be on mission. You know why? Because it's where you're going. Jesus was preparing them for where he was going. And because he was going to be with the Father, the mission still had to continue. You've had word over word over word about the nations. And you've been to some, you've put your toes on some nations. You've gotten your snow cones and your <laughs> and all your delicacies. But there's more. Come join me up here, please. I came here for Brian Craig Green. Come on up, my friend. Now look out there. Y'all see him? Because of where he's going, you have to be on mission. You have to step into the upgrade. You have to step in the upgrade. If you're so dependent on him, can I borrow you for a minute? What's your name? Fred, Fred and you? Uh, Colin. Come, please. Frank and Colin, come. Fred? Fred? Fred, okay. Actually, stand right here. Let me get it right. Let me get it right. You clean, brother, clean. I want you to hold that up. Colin, I want you to come on this side. I want you both to, um, um, not gently, but in a manly way, Pull on him but don't rip him apart because he cleaned today, right? He cleaned. So he's, now try to go somewhere but you keep pulling on him. Try to go somewhere. Bishop, try to go somewhere. Y'all keep pulling on him. Try to go. Come on, try to go. (laughs) Come on, try to go. Okay, so stand right there. So because he's made you friends and you're upgraded, if you keep holding on to him, And actually why don't you hold hands because it's mutual it's not just them holding you it's also at times you holding them and I'm gonna talk about you in a minute this is my friend I can do that so now try to go but don't let them go too far go ahead try to go yes try to go keep trying give them some room let them go some now pull them back (laughs) so the releasing is mutual. It can be the first one where they where you're so holding on to him, he can't go. But it can also be he's so holding on to you that you can't go. Thank you all. Y'all can have a seat. I'm going to tease that out a little bit more. Thank you. Yes, you can sit down too. See there's a requirement on both sides. Jesus could have he could have said, I'm not leaving my disciples, Daddy. I'm not leaving them. Because see, after this declaration of the relationship, Amen. Jesus talks, tells them about what's going to happen to them through the world. And then he goes into John 17 where he's praying for them. And Jesus says, Father, you gave them to me. I give them back to you. They were mine, but now they're yours. And we say that sometimes as pastors, when y'all sheep act up, we say Jesus is your church. (laughs) I'm just telling on us. We say that, but our heartstrings sometimes are still, we're holding on. Bishop Brian Craig Green, you have to cut those heartstrings. Because you've been upgraded, they have to be upgraded. This house is capable of mighty works. All of them gotta step into their space. Because of where you're going. It's also because of where you're going. Look at a neighbor. Say neighbor. Neighbor. It's because because of where you're going. Try somebody else, say other neighbor. It's because of where you're going. This is not just about Jesus. Jesus wanted his disciples to know you are also going somewhere. In this year of rest, I really believe that even in the place of rest, many of you are going to see clearer what God has been asking of you. (laughs) You've had this cycle of work, 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 but there's a rhythm of work and rest, a rhythm of work and rest that God calls us to. And in this place of rest, you're gonna find what the Lord asks of you. One of the best pieces of advice that I got from a friend of mine when I started traveling, he said to me, you need to just have one, maybe two preferred airlines, just one or two, preferably one airline, that when when someone calls you and asks you to go somewhere, just bundle all of your points, all your miles with one airline. So I started doing that. And there's this little thing that happens on airlines that when you're loyal, you get what they call upgrades. (laughs) my first upgrade i had this ticket right and i scanned the ticket and i was getting ready to head to the jetway and the ticket agent said ah excuse me hold on ma'am you can't go yet And i was like what's up with that (laughs) i paid for actually i didn't pay for the ticket somebody else paid for the ticket but i'm like what you know she said you've been upgraded said, my, my, my. Got my little hot towel to wipe my hands. (laughs) Ma'am, would you like me to check? And she looked at the seat number and saw I was in one. Miss Ward. (laughs) She called me by my name. Miss Ward, you have been up. Miss Ward, would you like a beverage before we... Got in the air. Now I know some of you travel this way all the time, but for us, folk that are used to coach. The upgrade was real nice. She got my beverage and I sat there. And, and you know when you're sitting in first class when the other people get on the plane, right? You sit there and you pretend that you're reading or you're looking on your phone. You don't look at the other people getting on the plane because we are in first class. But what if I kept my old ticket? And although it had been announced that I was upgraded, I said, Oh no, I'm going to my seat in coach. I'm going to sit here. You see, the reason why when you're loyal to an airline that they upgrade you is because somebody else is coming to sit in this seat. I hope you're hearing me. So they need to move me over here so it makes room for somebody else over there. Pentecostal tabernacle, when you're upgraded and you have to leave one seat and move to another, it means somebody else is going to do that. Somebody else is going to pick up that mission while you get to do another mission. If I had chosen to sit in my seat in coach, when the next person came, he or she would say, excuse me, ma'am, I think you're in my seat. And this is where conflicts arise in church can I talk about it a minute Bishop can I talk about it a minute see new people enter the scene and they have gifts and talents and they have callings and because you are sitting here but you're supposed to be over there they can't take their position they can't take their place because you're holding the seat like this is my seat is my seat is my seat And we're so insecure as leaders, we don't get that God has elevated us. He has done what? He's upgraded us to a better place. So your ceiling over here has become your floor as Israel Houghton said. It's the floor. So you start out new, doing something new, trying something new, being stretched. Over here, you're the big fish in a small pond. Over here, you're a small fish in a big pond. When the flight attendant would come to me and say, ma'am, I need proof of your seat assignment. When I show her I'm in first class, she's going to say, you don't belong here. Come, let me bring you to where you belong. Pentecostal tabernacle, you have been upgraded. Bishop, you have been upgraded. Let him go. Some are going to fail, Bishop. Some are going to hurt you and disappoint you. Let him go. Let them accomplish mission. Release them to do the mission because of where you're going and for where they're going. When we step into first class or business class, whatever the class God is calling you to, when you receive your relationship, there's an expectation that you have to walk it out. Let me leave you with this. How do you walk it out? He told us by love. The love that bears all things, hopes all things, endures all things by love. So when you're in this place, you have to go. When Bishop calls you by name, when he releases you to go, when you get that kiss, when he says, all right, come on, come on back, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, do what you got to do, and he acknowledges that. You have to be on mission and in love. Go and do what he's asking you to do. Keep in mind, though, as Jesus warned his disciples, he's warning you to keep in mind these things. And he says to his disciples, first of all, he says, expect the haters. He says the world's going to hate you as it's hated me. When you move to mission, when you receive your relationship, there will be haters. I remember one time they came and got me and said, ma'am, I'm, weird. do you mind if we elevate you, upgrade you to first class? I was like, oh no, got my coat, my hat, let's go. The woman sitting next to me looked at me like, how come they came for her? How come they didn't come for me? But that's not the kind of hatred Jesus is talking about. He said expect hatred to the perspective where it could kill you. He was warning his disciples they were going to die. Some of you, your attitudes are gonna die. Some of you, your old ways are gonna die. To get over here, to be over here and to walk out your upgrade, some stuff gotta go. Some of you, you got some closets you need to clean out, naturally and spiritually. Some clothes you should not be wearing, naturally and spiritually, because it's time for the upgrade. The second thing he leaves with them, he says, I want you to look for your help in your comfort. He says, the Holy Spirit, your comforter, is going to lead you and guide you. So after you expect the haters, after you expect those the death things to come, after you expect the people that aren't going to understand, he says, know that you're not alone. The comforter is here. The comforter is going to lead you and guide you into all truth because your relationship has been And then last but not least, he reminds them to walk that upgrade, that upgrade up. Walk that upgrade out. You have to walk it out. You have not received this call to be a friend and do nothing with it. You can't sit, no more excuses. Tell your neighbor, no more excuses. Tell your neighbor, other neighbor, no more excuses. Tell them, no more excuses. <laughs> Bishop, come back one last time. And then I'm going to let you go. He's like, please don't make me come. You use people for examples all the time.
1: <laughs> See,
0: y'all don't know. This is my friend. This is my friend, okay? We go way back. We go way back. We have been in meetings together. We've caused some trouble together.
1: Jesus.
0: Tom is only laughing. <laughs> Lady Common, I should say. We, so I, I can say certain things. I can get away with certain things. Bishop Brian Craig Green, you are 60. <laughs> can you believe it? It's probably still a little mm-hmm. not real, huh?
1: No, it's
0: real. It's real? <laughs> <laughs> so. Your name means, you tell everybody their name. What does your name, I know you know what your name means. Mm-hmm. What does your name mean?
1: Uh, strong Courageous.
0: Strong Courageous, that's Brian. Mm-hmm. What's the Craig? Uh, crevice, actually. Hmm? Crevice. Crevice, and the green? The color green. The color green, but what does the color green symbolize? Growth. Growth, renewal. Brian Craig, so Brian, high, noble, hill. Brian also means high and noble. Craig, as you know, the rock's green, renewal. So the 60, the number 60, since he likes to do this for other people, the number 60, it's the value of the 15th Hebrew letter. And 60 means earthly king. Sixty is marked in China, by the age of you've reached a full life cycle. In Chinese culture, 60 marks that you've reached a full life cycle. And after 60, you begin a new life. The 60th birthday is called the golden, thus we see the brown. Come on now. He clean, any clean today? Any clean? He cleaned golden. He got the shoe matching the tie. Y'all saw that, right? Okay. (laughs) The 60th birthday in Jewish culture is a big one. It means that you have avoided premature death. It's also an official invitation into the ranking of the older into old age. We don't like that part. but it's official. <laughs> but, but the alternative is, right? You have entered into the ranks of those who are wise. You have entered into the ranks of those who sit and get to speak as the earthly king. The expectation now in, in this realm is that your friends, not subjects, not slaves, get to do the work. Let's see your hands. I need one of the elders with some oil on his hands. Come on, Elder Roy, can we have some oil on his hands? Your hands. See, let me tell you some things about Bishop Bryan while we get some oil for his hands. We get some oil, they're going to find it. Let me tell you some things about your bishop while we get some oil. Do you know he hates to lose? You know that, right? Yes. You know he's very competitive, you know that, right? Yes. And um, some of you may know this story, but when we were in Bermuda the first time we went, since this is my brother, right? You know, Jessica, you said this is your twin, right? This is my brother. We both hate to lose. So we were playing um, ping pong. Oh, yeah. yeah. And since I hate to lose and he hates to lose, we're going at it. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, bam, smash. We're going at it. I'm winning, he's winning. I'm winning, he's winning. It was like tied. Poor Bishop Larry and Lady Common are sitting there. Can we finish this game? Nope, 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 (laughs) nope. Because we hate to lose. But that attitude now in prayer is going to be transferred unto them that they will not lose. And if they do lose, it's okay. They're gonna learn from losing. You have not lost if they lose. If they miss it, like Peter, call him again. Give them opportunities. Anoint his hands, please. These hands now, earthly king, at 60, you have officially, what time was he born, Mother Green? Do you know what time he was born? He was born in the morning, okay, so we afternoon now, the morning has passed. So you are officially in your earthly king role. You are officially, you have officially entered into this place of wisdom amongst the elderly. You have to rule King Brian Craig differently you to square your shoulders and hold your head up.